Welcome back to Bulls and Bears. A little bit of Ghostbusters action out there for everybody. Champ, I'm fired up. Talking about the markets, talking about the dues, talking about the dose. You know what? One of the biggest things people have when they think about the financial markets, especially with where they are at today, is, you know, is this a good time to be buying? Is this a good time to be selling? Should I be getting into the market? Should I be getting out of the market? And the number one question people always have when it comes to the marketplace is, when do you get in and when do you get out? Let's take a moment. Let's break this thing down. It's really simple if you understand how the markets work on how to enter and how to exit the market. But if you don't know how to do it, it can be a little bit challenging. And it's exactly that, is that you have to have a system and a plan in place to determine whether I should be a buyer or seller at a specific price. I do this all the time when I stand in front of classrooms. I say, XYZ stocks trading at 30 foot alls a share. Is that a good price? And people go, well, we don't know. And you're right, you don't know. Because if I knew it was 34 and it was going to 50, I'd know it was a good price to buy. But if it was at 34 and I knew it was going to 20, I'd know it was a good price to sell or to short to make money on the way down. The problem is, is that when people look at prices of stocks or mutual funds or the money in their 401k or what have you, they really don't have a reference point. Is this more closer to a wholesale price or a retail price? See, when you go buy a car, you've done all kinds of research, and you know what a good wholesale price is and a good retail price is. So when you go in there, you know about what you're willing to pay for it. But when it comes to stocks or mutual funds or your 401k investments, you have no idea. You're a buyer. People buy at whatever price it's at, and the problem is sometimes you're buying at the high. You're buying at retail. People ask me all the time, who are the best traders? I always say Walmart. They say Walmart. I say, yeah, Walmart's the best in the world, or one of the best in the world, at buying at wholesale and selling at retail. So our job in the financial markets as a trader investor is to determine what's a wholesale price and what's a retail price. We have to have a system to do that. What's great about what we do at Online Trade Academy, our core strategy system, is designed to help people understand that $34, if it's going to 50, is a price I need to buy at. But if it's going to 20, it's a price I need to be a seller at. And it gives me a reference point, a price reference point to tell me where I should get in and where I should get out. It's huge for our traders and investors at the Academy because it gives us an advantage that the masses don't have. Once you understand that systematic approach of wholesale retail, in other words, buying at wholesale, selling at retail, and how to determine whether a specific thing's at a price that's close to the wholesale or retail, takes a lot of the risk out of the position, opens up the door to consistent profitability, which is what people are looking for, and it's simply a rule-based system and a strategy that people follow, Adam, and as you well know, it's worked very well for 19 years here at Online Trading Academy. Exactly, and that's the key thing. You know, if you start figuring out, you know, what can you do, what can't you do in the financial markets, and what what's the possibility? And if you think, you know, if I could simply understand and have a higher probability of my entries and my exits, where will that take me long term? And a lot of times, champ, it really puts you in a better spot financially. It can put you in a spot with lower risk. And what's ultimately the goal is having more consistency long term. And that's the goal, obviously, for everybody, not just you and I, and just the listeners, for everybody out there. But they don't know where to start. They have no idea how to go forward and create a price reference point so I know whether I should be a buyer or seller of a specific asset at a specific time. Once I've got that system down, then it takes the mystery out of the decision, which is really unique because that's the biggest problem that most traders and investors have. The people driving down the road right now, they got money in a 401k, they're buying every two weeks. Literally every 14 days, money comes out of your check, and you're buying whatever price those mutual funds, which are nothing more than baskets of stocks, but those mutual funds that make up your 401k, whatever price they're at, you're buying. There are times when you really need to be a seller at those prices because it's not going to go any higher. So if you're buying at the high, that's a bad plan in place. So the focus of understanding wholesale retail pricing, buying at wholesale, selling at retail, hinges on a system of understanding supply and demand. 
And once you understand supply and demand in the markets and you can look at specific information that tells you there's more supply than demand at this price or more demand than supply, that tells you whether you should be a buyer or seller. Because if there's more demand than supply at a certain price, price is going to go up. So that's a wholesale area. So I need to be a buyer there. But if there's a more supply than demand at a certain price, which means there's more selling than buying, price is going to fall. I need to either be selling before it gets to that price or I need to be shorting the profit on the way down. It just becomes a systematic approach, a rule-based system, and the people that are listening to us can learn it. I've met people that are not any smarter than you are, listeners out there, that are tremendously successful in the markets because they understand a system to identify wholesale retail using a supply and demand model, and it tells them where to get in and where to get out because it gives them a price reference point, and that becomes their go-to to be successfully consistent in the markets. What we need to talk about, Chip, is we need to talk about what to do when this market sells off because it's not an if, it's just a when this thing releases, whether it's tomorrow or whether it's a month or two months or five months from now, we have to be ready for a down market. In the military, they teach you in a time of crisis, you default to your level of training. Champ, let's talk to the listener. Let's see how trained they actually are when it comes to shorting the market. I don't think they are trained. I guarantee you, most people right now, if you said, what does shorting the market mean? They couldn't tell you. They think it had to do with time frame, like how long you hold a stock or how long you're in a mutual fund. Shorting means selling before it falls in price and selling something that you don't own. The great thing about the markets, listen carefully, folks. The great thing about the markets is that I can sell something I don't own. And the way I'm able to do this, but we call short selling. And what it does, it allows us to make money either direction. If the market goes up, we can make money. If the market goes down, we can make money. And the good thing is, is that when we learn the skills of short selling or making money when the market falls, we separate ourselves from the masses. The masses don't get it. They don't understand how to make money when the market falls, or they would have made money in 2008 when the market collapsed. People got crushed during that collapse, and yet there were other people that were short that collapse that made a fortune. See, the beautiful thing about the market, Adam, as you know, is it's a zero-sum game. For every dollar lost, it's a dollar made. So if you don't learn the skills or understand how to make money when the market falls, what are you doing in the market? You're hoping for it to go higher? All my trader friends say, no tree grows to the sky. And the scary thing is, is this. We're already seeing the move down in price, and people are still buying. They're still buying every two weeks in their 401ks. They're literally picking up mutual funds, which are nothing more than baskets of stocks, and they're buying at a time when they should be selling or shorting. And the frightening thing is, is this, there are people that are shorting against your buying. In other words, when you're selling, or when you're buying, somebody else is shorting, and that short person is going to profit from the move down in price. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. The listeners need to learn the skills of shorting, or they're only going to make money half the time, if that. And when they do, they're going to get crushed the other half of the time, and they're never going to hit their goals. Well, you got to ask yourself, when do you make money in your account? If you're in a situation where you only make money when the market goes up, and you know that the market goes up and down, ask yourself a simple question, why am Am I not learning the skill of how to make money in a down market? It's, it's as simply as turning left in your car or turning right. Both are the same. It's just you need to know how to do both. And a lot of people, when it comes to their portfolio, they, you know, earlier we were talking about diversification. They think that's the answer to, you know, minimizing risk. And it's really not. It's simply understand that if the market's going up, take that opportunity. If the market's going down, take that opportunity. Well, and I think the problem, Adam, is, is a byproduct of the buy and hold generation. I mean, literally, during the 80s, all you did was buy. And everything went up. For 18 years, the market went up. 1,300% increase in value in the market over 18 years. It's unprecedented. And the problem is, is that when the market collapsed, people didn't know what to do because they were so used to buying and holding. Well, we're in a different market, folks, and this is not your granddad's market anymore. And the skill set to profit on price directional movement, in other words, when price goes up, you make money, price goes down, you make money, that becomes so valuable in a market like this. And we talk about shorting. 
All we're doing is we're selling something we don't own. I'll give you an example. If, if we're looking at Microsoft stock, say it's traded at 50 bucks a share. You think it's going to 45. You don't own it. But you think it's going from 50 to 45. So how can I profit on that move? Because if it's going to move from 50 to 45, that $5 move in price is going to give somebody an opportunity to make money. The problem is, is that the masses don't know how to make money when the price falls. A short seller, all they do is when they go into the markets, they're able to sell shares of Microsoft simply by utilizing their broker's inventory. This is the unique thing about short selling is that I'm selling something I don't own. So if I'm using TD Ameritrade and I want to sell Microsoft, I can hit the short sell button on my platform. And what will happen is TD Ameritrade will sell shares of Microsoft into the market at whatever price I want to sell it at, and that money comes into my account. So in, in essence, what I've done is I've sold their inventory. I didn't own the stock, but I was able to sell their shares into the market at a price that I believed it was going to go no higher at, and I believe it was going to fall eventually, and I wanted to sell it when it was at a higher price. So when I sold it at 50, I wait until it falls to 45, and then I buy it back. I replace it back to my broker's inventory. So in other words, I sold their shares at 50. I bought their shares back at 45. I replaced the stock back to my broker. I get to keep the $5 a share on the move down in price. That's all shorting is. It's simply a measure of buying low and selling high, except I'm selling to enter the position or the trade, and I'm buying it back when it falls to a price where I believe it's going to stop falling. I close the trade, and I keep the profit. That's shorting. It's as simple as that. And the problem is, Adam, as you know, the masses have been trained that up is good and down is bad. The reality is, is up is good and down is good. And once they realize that, they'll never think the same about the markets. Well, and that's exactly it, champ. They just need to figure out that it is possible and it is something that someone can learn how to do. And if they figure out how to do it, that's going to create opportunity and they won't have to worry. There's, there's listeners right now, and I know for a fact that there's people listening to this right now that when they lay their head down at night, one of the things that they're thinking of before they close their eyes is what's going to happen to this market. And if that's you, if you're the person that you know your retirement's going to change, you know you might need to go back to work, or if you realize that, you know what, you retiring in the next three, four years is not going to happen, if you lose 30% of your portfolio, then you absolutely need to learn how to short sell because there's so much opportunity in the chaos. But if you're not trained, you're not going to see the opportunity. And it's, and it's not a complicated process. The problem is, is that we're biased. We've been trained that up is good and down is bad. The media biases us, and you know, you, all you hear is, you know, the markets, you know, you, you got to buy low and sell high. All shorting is is doing exactly that. We're buying low and selling high. We're just selling upon the entry, using the shares from the broker to sell into the market, and buying it back, replacing the shares back to the broker, and the profit stays in our account. Everybody who's been in the market has questioned the entry, they've questioned the exit, and if they knew a better strategy, it would put them in a better spot long-term. This is a $500 class. I only have 10 seats to give away. We're going to do callers 10 to 20. You do not want to miss out on this. Pick up the phone right now and call 844-51-TRADE. That's 844-51-TRADE for callers 10 to 20 to get a $500 class specifically on entries and exits, which is supply and demand of the financial markets. That's 844-51-TRADE. 844-518-7233 for callers 10 to 20 to get this $500 $500 class. Again, it's 844-51-TRADE to get a $500 class on entries and exits from Online Trading Academy. That's 844-51-TRADE. This is Adam Champ on Bulls and Bears.
In today's market, old investment beliefs are outdated, outmoded, and simply not profitable. The most trusted name in financial education, the Online Trading Academy, is equipping today's top traders with the timeless skills to succeed in any market. Here's what one of their graduates has to say about learning to take control. I'm no longer holding investments for an extended period of time. I manage day-to-day -day my trades, and I'm able to book profits consistently. Courses at our state-of-the-art locations will give you insight and into the signals of the market and how to manage risk, as this student explains. The training I've received at Online Trading Academy has really put me in the upper echelon of traders and what all traders aspire to be, and that is consistently profitable. I have had some losing days, but I have never had a losing week. Online Trading Academy is eager to assist you in developing your personal trading skills. Call now and receive a free home study course worth $247 just for attending. Call 844-51-TRADE. That's 844-51-TRADE. 844-518-7233. Or online at freeotaclass.com. That's 844-51-TRADE. 844-51-TRADE. Or online at freeotaclass.com. Welcome back to Bulls and Bears, little Sweet Caroline. Gonna love it, man. You know, great, great artist, great song, classic Fenway Park song. They play at Red Sox games. You gotta love Sweet Caroline. As a man from uh, Boston, I know you love that song. I'm a Ben from Boston, and I do love that song. Do you yes, like I, the gift I got you the other day? I do, yes. A Boston <laughs> Red Sox trash barrel. Absolutely. I, I gotta tell you, you know, no one's ever given me a trash barrel as a gift. It's so. like the classic sports memorabilia trash kit. Gotta love it. I mean, the kid, you can take the kid out of Boston, you can't take Boston out of the kid. That's and now you sure. can put your trash in Boston. Absolutely. <laughs> great. Now my trash goes into the bo a Boston barrel. Champ. Oh, you know what? It's it's amazing. You know, you can compare anything to the financial markets. I mean, you can take any conversation and say, that's the market, that's the market, that's the market. And what's unique is, is when you really start to think of how the markets work, I mean, there's opportunities in the market every single day. No matter if you're in the stock market, futures, currencies, trading the options arena, commodities, there's so much opportunity 24-7 that's in the market, but most people don't see it. Most people, people don't see the opportunity. Most people don't understand how to increase probability. And one of the biggest factors, and I want to take a moment to dive into this, and this is one of your sweet spots, it's your wheelhouse, is how to minimize the risk of being in the financial markets. Champ, talk to the listener for a moment. If you're going to be in the market, if you're going to be in a 401k or an IRA, or maybe you're going to try trading, whatever it may be, how does somebody increase probability, minimize risk, but at the same time, when they have those two, utilize leverage? Well, those three words, when I first met my original mentor who introduced me to trading and investing, he constantly talked about probability, risk, leverage. Let's talk about probability. There's a difference between what's possible and what's probable. And the problem is, as many of the listeners, they're in a 401k. So every two weeks, they buy mutual funds at whatever price they're at. And the problem is, is that if you look at the probability long term of making money doing that, you have to look at historical performance of stocks. Because all those mutual funds are is made up of baskets of stocks. Well, if we go back to 1802 and the New York Stock Exchange, stocks go up about half the time. They get out about half the time. Of course, they're adjusted for inflation, and so it looks like there's growth. The, the Dow goes to higher, higher numbers and higher prices. But when you adjust for inflation, you adjust for valuation of the currencies, 
It's a, it's literally for every dollar made, there's a dollar loss. So it's a it's a coin toss. And the problem is, is that you have about a 50% long-term probability of buying something, basically a stock or a basket of stocks in the term in the form of a mutual funds, and making money consistently over time, which means you got about a 50% probability of not making money. Here's the problem. When you double that down with the risk element, in other words, if you're buying mutual funds, you're owning these shares of stocks, and if if they fall in price, you take on the brunt of the risk. You have full risk. So we look at the probability versus risk equation. Our probability is about 50%. Our risk is 100%. No one would take that opportunity. No one in their right mind would bet on that. Yet that's what the masses have done in their 401ks and their IRAs. So we need to have a systematic approach where we understand how to increase our probability and lower our risk. And now let me talk about risk for a minute. You can't fear risk. The problem is many people fear risk. You have to understand risk. If you're not willing to take a risk in the markets, you can't, you can't win because you can't lose. So you're sitting on the sidelines. But if you want to play and you want to grow that account to the point where you can eventually stop thinking about money, build wealth financially, then what you have to do is you have to understand the risk element and predefine and minimize that risk. Risk is okay when it's small and predefined. The problem is the masses right now, many people driving down the road, listen to us, 100% of your 401k is at risk. You've got every penny at risk, and you've got a low probability of a long-term return. Think about that. So if we can get our probability higher and our risk lower, then we can start to incorporate leverage or utilizing smaller amounts of capital to control bigger positions to make even more money with less capital. So those, those elements of success, probability, risk, and leverage, you have to understand them. You have to be able to put them in your favor in order to be successful. The problem with the masses, Adam, is they have low probability, high-risk positions. The most successful traders and investors have high probability, low-risk positions. So we got to do the opposite of what the masses do. So if you're in the masses and you're in mutual funds and you're in 401ks and you have all this risk and low probability, you better learn a systematic approach to take probability higher and risk lower, or you're going to wind up working until you die. And you're going to run out of money before you die, and that's a travesty. And that's the biggest worry of baby boomers. And once we start to understand probability, risk, and leverage, it starts to put all that opportunity in our favor, and it starts to give us a unique ability to separate ourselves from the masses financially. And that can get us to our financial goals, which many of you have given up on. They're alive and well, man. You just got to learn the skills of probability, risk, and leverage and go after it. You know, Champ, you talk about people's financial goals, and the biggest goal people have is retirement. And there's a listener right now that's in their 50s, and their goal was to retire at 55. It's been a goal there their whole life. And sure enough, they're either two years away or right at 55, or they're two years after, and they just gave up on that. And it's like, you know what? You shouldn't. You should learn the skills of how to manage your money that you have. You work so hard. You built a 401k. You built an IRA. Learn how to increase the probability there and watch what can happen long term. Learn how to decrease the risk there. Watch what can happen long term. And the power, Champ, and this is your sweet spot, the power of using leverage. So if you only have, say, $100,000 and you know how to leverage it three to one where you have 300 grand of buying power, that's the game changer. That's where the results are going to happen. That's where the money starts going from small to lumpy, and it just starts coming in in larger amounts. And you know what? If you look at a process, a skill, skill set of probability, risk, and leverage, someone can learn it. And it's not difficult. It's different. That's it. Well, when you hear about these traders that make you know millions and billions of dollars, traditionally they're trading a leveraged product. I mean, Paul Tudor Jones, who's one of the most successful traders of our generation, he's a futures trader. You literally, with a $1,000 position in futures, can control a $20,000 position. Think about that. You get the rewards of a $20,000 position, and you've only got $1,000 in the position.
So that leverage aspect becomes key. George Soros, you know, famous short seller, uh, made a billion dollars in one transaction shorting the, the pound, the Great British Pound. Another guy that understood leverage and how to utilize leverage and how to make a big return with less capital. So once we start to put a plan together that allows us to increase probability, lower risk, and then we start to incorporate leverage into that equation, man, oh man, it just opens the door for us to have the consistency and more importantly, the kind of success we need to eventually have the money start to grow itself. Get your money making you money. You know, the book, The Richest Man in Babylon talks about how each penny is supposed to be a soldier who goes out and recruits another penny. Here's my question to you listeners. How well is your money bringing in money right now? Think about that. Many of your 401ks are growing only because of your contribution, not because of the growth of the account. What's important is learning the skills of probability, risk, and leverage. Once you have those skills under your belt, they can't be taken from you, and it opens the door for that long-term success that many of the listeners are looking for. you got to ask yourself, you know, what, is it, what are you setting yourself up for? I mean, are you entering a game that can be extremely dangerous if you don't know what you're doing? And a lot of times when I tell people about the financial markets, initially they need to understand, they need to respect what this market can and cannot do. And if you're not careful, this market can wipe you out. If you're not careful long-term, this market can really hurt you. So you got to ask yourself, am I doing something that's going to benefit me long-term? Now, the scary thing about the financial markets is if you're in the market, maybe you got an E-Trade, Scott Trade, Schwab, Fidelity, whatever your account is, what's scary is, is you've ended up there either on accident or maybe you ended up there on a recommendation. A coworker told you, hey, you know what? I got an E-Trade account. Maybe you should get an E-Trade account. Somehow you ended up with your brokerage account. You got to ask yourself, is this the bro- right brokerage account for you? Some people don't know. Some people don't even know what's out there. Is it a professional grade, direct access, level two broker dealer? Sometimes people don't know the answer to that. They don't know what a professional grade broker dealer is. Well, like anything, there's novices and there's professionals. You know, I'm a football fan. Well, you have professional football players, and then you got guys that go out on Saturday in the mornings that play flag football, that, that you know, played high school, that may have went to college, but they never made pro, and they just like to still be athletic and still get out there. But they're not pros. But the guys that play on Sunday, they're pros. They're professionals. Well, the market is the exact same way. There's guys that, you know, treat this as a hobby. And then there's guys that treat this as a business. And if you treat it as a business, it'll reward you as a business. So let's go back to the guy that's got the 10, 20, 30 grand in a Scott Trade, E-Trade, Fidelity account. And you're hoping for the best. Now, here's the scary thing. You have money in the market. You got to ask yourself, what were your credentials to open the account? When you open up an E-Trade account or a Scott Trade account, what did you have to do? You probably went on their website. You filled out a form. You wired transfer some money. And bada boom, bada bing, you have an account. Now think about that. Where on earth can you enter any other profession and find yourself in a situation that dangerous with no accountability? You know, if I went down to the local hospital and got myself some scrubs and walked into the emergency room and said, I got the next patient that comes in, I'd get arrested. If I went down to the courthouse and said, listen, I'm going to trial the next case, I'd get arrested. Even if I went on a construction site and snuck in behind the fence and got into a crane and started swinging around the crane, they would have me arrested so quickly because I have no business being there. But yet the financial markets, the listener, you, can take 10 grand, 5 grand, 100 grand, move it into an E-Trade account, a Scott Trade account, and sky's the limit. Congratulations, you're an investor, you're a trader, and you have no background being in the financial markets. You've got to ask yourself, why on earth in any other arena would somebody get arrested if they were in the wrong spot at the wrong time, but yet anybody can open up a trading account at any given time simply by just logging in, creating an account, and wire transferring money over? That's dangerous. 
No other profession allows you to enter an arena like that without going through, I mean, even to cut hair, you have to go to class, you have to get certified, you have to have, you know, hundreds of hours to cut hair, to become a beautician. But yet you open up an E-Trade account because your buddy has one at work and now you're trading. That doesn't make any sense. No profession works that way. I can't be a dentist just by getting a chair in an office. And that's the key, Champ, what you said, long-term success, because if somebody has long-term success, they're going to be able to separate themselves from the masses. And that's why Online Trading Academy, the sponsor of Bulls and Bears, teaches a class specifically on probability, risk, and leverage. It's a $500 class, and every time we give it away, the phones light up. And you know what? It's very unique, because when you start to realize what you can do inside your 401k and IRA with higher probability and less risk, that's going to be a game changer. Online Trading Academy teaches this class. It's a $500 value. I only have 10 seats. We're going to do callers 10 to 20. Pick up the phone right now and call 844 5-1 trade. That's 844-5-1 trade for callers 10 to 20 to get a $500 class on probability, risk, and leverage from our sponsor, Online Trading Academy. 844-5-1 trade. 844-518-7233 for callers 10 to 20 to get this $500 class. That's 844-518-7233. This is Adam and Champ on Bulls and Bears. The preceding program was provided for entertainment and general information purposes. Opinions expressed are those of the presenter only. We make no promises or guarantees of investment performance. Online Trading Academy is not a broker-dealer, certified financial planner, or registered investment advisor.